0: Would you give God praise one more time in this house? Not like you're hoping that he's going to move. Not like you got your fingers crossed like he's going to move. But like a kid on Christmas, eyes wide open and open hands. You know that God is about to heal, deliver, save. You know that God's about to do something. Give God praise like you know the miracle's on the way. The money's on the way. The deliverance is on the way. Give God praise like you know it's about to happen right now. Give God praise. Hallelujah. a few years ago you can be seated a few years ago uh, Pastor Benny Hinn came to Chicago and I had to sneak into the Benny Hinn crusade and I don't have enough time to tell you why I had to sneak in but I snuck in because I was hungry I wanted to see the miraculous I wanted to see God move I had never seen anybody come out of a wheelchair and that man was going to see 24 and not even blink and go to another city and see another 24 so I went hungry I went nosy it's okay to be nosy just, you know, I think I don't know I'm just making it up as I go I went hungry and nosy. And I saw multitudes get healed. And it, I had a holy frustration, holy jealousy of what was happening in the room. And so I walked out and I was pacing the lobby of the United Center. And there was these ladies. You know, in Chicago, we're not, you know, I mean, like we're nice, but we're not, you know, not, we're not too nice. These ladies were yanking on the door. Yanking. They were at max capacity, so security had arms locked and they weren't letting anyone else. And these ladies were... You know, and they did it all in the name of Jesus, of course. Let me in, fool! Let me in! And I heard the lady say, and this it changed my perspective of faith. She said, "Don't you get it? If I get in, I'm gonna get a miracle." And it changed me. That lady was sure. If all she did was cross through the door and step in that room, she was convinced. She was going to get a miracle. Nobody had ever come to my church trying to kick the door down, yank the door down and say, Pastor, if I get in, I'm going to get a miracle. We came to church like this. Ooh, I hope God's going to do something today. I hope, I hope they got a good preacher. I hope. But they weren't coming that way. So I want you to know how I came to Inspire Church today. I did not come with fingers crossed. I did not come saying, I hope. I, came, I found a different level of faith that's called expectation where you know. That if I just get in the presence of God, I know he is too good, he is too awesome, he is too incredible to let me stay the way I am. So I have stepped in with expectation knowing that God is about to do something. Would you shout amen? I am incredibly honored to be with you today. And of all days, you brought me two things. On all days, you brought me for your dedicatory service. And number two, you brought a Latino to Cinco de Mayo. Come on, somebody so in honor of that voy a predicar en español todo este culto todo va a ser en español, no I'm just kidding let's wait on the interpretation of those tongues hallelujah, alright I'm back I'm honored to be with you today I thank God, how many thank God for your bishop or your pastor, pastor, bishop, heard I give honor to every bishop and to your first lady, to Bishop and Mother Nelson from Maryland, Pastor Stephen Miller, everyone that's here, Pastor Andrew Heard as well. God bless you all. I am incredibly honored to be with you today. And uh, I'm excited. God, God was so good to us in the first service. I know he's going to do it again right now. Amen. Would you stand with me for the reading of God's word? I was so nervous to come to church today. I forgot to put on socks. I apologize. Some I thought I was like on the West Coast, you know, they don't they wear shorts and I mean, so. I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but I was glad to be here. Book of John, chapter eleven, verse one through four. One of the most famous of Bible stories, if you will. And as you're doing that, by the way, I greet you also on behalf of my apostle, prophet, pastor, mentor, evangelist, nutritionist. Financial consultant and my boss, the Reverend Bishop Dr. Samuel Rodriguez, who's going to be preaching here next, I think it's next month. One of the greatest preachers you have ever heard in your life. I steal his sermons. seriously. I mean, like, don't tell him, but I do. He is one of the greatest preachers. He will be here. I've walked with him from the church house to the White House. You do not want to miss those services. You don't want to miss those services. And when you see him, let him know. What I said, because that's called job security right there. So you help me, I help you. Amen. All right. Book of John chapter 11. (laughs) Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and his sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. And therefore his sister sent unto him, went unto him, depending on what translation you read. And they said, Lord... Behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Let us pray. Father, I comprehend that I'm nothing without you. But with you we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I ask you to anoint me and use me one more time for your glory that your name would be lifted up and exalted in this place. I ask that you would touch our ears to hear, our hearts to receive, and our minds to discern what thus saith the word of the Lord. And I ask that you would confirm that word with signs, miracles, and wonders, that when we leave this place, we'll say, surely, we have been in the presence of Almighty God. And I ask it to be so in the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, would you give God praise one more time? <clears throat> you could be seated in the presence of the Lord. I, I fancy myself more of a visual learner. So when I read scriptures or I read stories in the Bible, I, I try to let them become personal to me. So what I mean by that is I let it play like a movie in front of me. And I insert myself in the story, not necessarily as the main character, but as a bystander. I want to be in the room. I want to know what they were smelling. I want to know what they, what it felt like. I want to know what the emotions were like because then it helps me apply those stories or the principles of those stories to the things that I have to live through. Because how many people know that you can love Jesus, you can speak in tongues, you can be a tither, and you'll still have to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I I know that we have told people that if you serve the Lord, you'll never have to battle anything. You'll never have to go through anything. But uh, we sometimes said things with good intentions that aren't all the way true. Because you can love the Lord and still have to battle depression. You can love the Lord and still have to battle for that next contract. You can love the Lord and still have to fight the forces of sin. And that doesn't mean that you're any less spiritual. That doesn't mean that you have a demon in your life. It just means that you're human. When I read the Bible and I read about Enoch, I don't get Brother Enoch. He's too perfect for me. You give me someone that's so perfect that they just fly away, I don't give it. But you give me a Rahab, don't judge me. You give me a Rahab, you give me a Samson, I'm like, boy, I got you, man. I get you. I understand what you're going through. Elijah calls down fire from heaven one day. And the next, that same night, Jezebel says, I swear by the gods, I'm going to have that boy's head. And he doesn't say the same God that sent fire shall consume thee. My man runs out of fire. He doesn't even have smoke. The next day, he runs and he hides in a cave. And that encourages me. Because it lets me know you can be mightily used of the Lord. It's still battle depression. It doesn't mean you're weird. It just means you're human. And so there's this man in the Bible named Lazarus who is intimately acquainted with the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows his ministry. He knows what he is capable of. He knows the power that is in his words when he teaches. He's been in the room when Jesus has healed and has done miracles. He knows that there's more to this man, Jesus, than just being a good teacher. And now calamity and tragedy has come to Lazarus, Mary and Martha's home. And because they are intimately acquainted with Jesus, they know where to go with their petition. They know where to go with their trouble. It sounds so elementary, yet it is a very profound and important thing to know that when tragedy comes, when strife comes, when battles come, you need to know where to go. You need to know where to turn to first. Because a lot of people will go to Jesus after the doctor and after the lawyer and after their philosophy and after their pedigree but how many people know that Matthew 6.33 says seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then yea all these things shall be added unto thee Lazarus knows I need a miracle I'm not going to go to whatever my family, I I think Lazarus may have been Latino and I think his name may have been Lazaro and I think his sister's name were Maria and Marta and if they were Latino I know what you Latino because I'm Colombia, I know what we do. Vamos a la receta a la casa primero. I know what Latinos do. We try the home remedies first. You go to the doctor. How, if you got a Latino mother, would you raise your hand at me right now? Okay, you got a Latino mom. You go to the doctor and your mom said, qué dijo el doctor? What the doctor say? And you say, well, the doctor said this, this, is." I prophesy because I know by revelation. Your mom says, nah, that don't work. Eso no sirve. And every one of you have some strange... I won't call it voodoo, but you got some kind of strange home remedy. Take two eggs and a little garlic, put a little splash of onion in there and drink it real quick and you'll be healed. Yeah, I'll be healed in heaven. Does it kill me like that? Lazarus doesn't go to the home remedies first. He doesn't go. He knows I have a need and I know where to turn to. He goes to Jesus. He goes. How, how many? I mean, can you just imagine how many pr- crises you could have averted in your life if you would have gone to Jesus first before you went to every other thing? See, we have this tendency in life that we'll just, by faith, we'll go at it alone. And by the time you wake up, you have been wandering in a desert for four Forty years in circles trying to do good things, claiming that you love God, worshiping God, but because you did it on your own, you've wandered and you've gotten lost and so then when you pray you need the Lord to bring you back to where you, but how many know that you could start this journey by saying, Lord order my steps, guide me, I won't move unless you speak, I won't take a step unless you, or how many know that you could take an 11 day journey instead of a 40 day trip in a wilderness if you'll just align your steps with the word of the Lord, so Lazarus knows i know where to go to first he goes to jesus and he gets a word he gets a word i was pastoring a little church in virginia about 12 years ago didn't have no money didn't have no help didn't know where to turn to and we needed to pay the mortgage and i needed money and i had tried everything that's money cometh and it didn't come i did it i did it all i i, I No. there's no money i wrote stuff on him. i mean i tried everything and no money cometh to me and so I said, God, I know you can move mountains. I know you can do miracles. Touch my mother in law, touch my family, touch my friend. Send me money, Jesus. And I got nothing. I got three days to pay the mortgage, and I come in on a Sunday, and I said, Lord, this is the day somebody's going to put money in my hands, God. I need it today. put extra lotion on my hands so the devil wouldn't be able to take not one dollar out of my hands. And I gave every Christian salutation there was that day. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Dios te bendiga. Peace be with thee. La paz de Cristo. I did it all, and I got nothing, 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 nada, nada. And then a man walked up to me. He came at me with the bishop's voice. He came up. He said, Pastor. He said, how are you doing? I said, I'm all right. Come at me and eat flat. I'll come right back. Don't play with me. He said, God told me to bless you. I said, well, God told me to receive it. And he pulled out one $10 bill. He said, in the name of Jesus. And I said, thank you very much. I went to the office and I gave the Lord a wave offering. I said, what do I do with this, Jesus? And when everyone left the room, everyone left the sanctuary, I went and fell on the altar of my little church. I said, oh God, you're my last hope. And he spoke and he said, that's the problem. I heard God speak. He said, that's the problem. Up until this point, you have asked me to send your family to bless you, your friends to bless you, and the church people to bless you. And you have left me as the last resort. He said, Suarez, I'm not your last hope. I am your only hope. If you would have come to me first, you would have... Who am I prophesying to in this house right now? After everything else has failed you, you need to realize, had I gone to Jesus? for He's all I need. He's the best banker. He's the best philosopher. He's the best lawyer. He's my justice. He's my righteousness. He's my salvation. He's my healing. He's my deliverance. He's my strong tower. He's my light. He is everything. Somebody shout everything. He's everything that I need. I don't know who you've been talking to lately, but you need to stop complaining about your stuff on Facebook and just turn to Jesus. You need to unfriend some people and turn to Jesus. You need to stop calling everybody, looking for everybody to give you 22 words, and you need to just go to Jesus. Because one word from the Lord will do what 25 bankers can't do. One word from the Lord will do more than five lawyers can do. One word from the Lord can change your You said, I need a lot. No, all you need is one word and watch the word work they go to Jesus and Jesus gives them a word the sickness is not unto death the sickness is unto the glory of God that the Son of God might be glorified there by they got a word from the Lord they got a word from the Lord. That's all they needed right there. They got a word. This is not unto death. This is to the glory of God. Could you imagine the exuberance, the zeal, the joy that came out of Mary and Martha when they came home and they said, Lazarus, Jesus said, this is not unto death. This is to the glory of God. The, con- the condition hasn't changed. The ailment is still there. He's still fighting for his life, but now he's fighting with the word. He's fighting, but now he's fighting with life. He's fighting death, but he's fighting it with a word that has life in it. And Lazarus went to a tomb and I know it looks like a dead place but may I submit to you that even in a dead place there was life in a dead place because Lazarus didn't go to the tomb alone. Lazarus took a word from God with him and it is written that there is life in the word of God. You can uh, uh, there's a is there a Lazarus in this room that you say everything I'm living through looks like death but if you got a word from God I prophesy there is life even in a dead place. You can look Look you can be staring at poverty, but have a word a word of wealth and you can be wealthy in a poor place if you got a word. You can be fighting battles and sicknesses and cancers, but if you got a word of healing, there's healing even in the sick. All you need is a word. All you need is the word. You say, "Well, I don't." I mean, it preaches good, but how do you know? Let me tell you. Let Let me bring some revelation to you today. John one and one says, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." Every Pentecostal knows that verse right there. That's a beautiful promise. But let me tell it to you in Spanish because there's revelation that you need in Spanish. It says, "En el principio era el verbo, y el verbo era con Dios, y el verbo era Dios." Now let me bring you the revelation in Spanish. It does not say in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In Spanish it says in the beginning was the verb and the verb was with God and the verb was God. That's important because my God does not just speak nouns and pronouns and adjectives. My God speaks in verbs. What's a verb? It's an active word. It's an active word. It's a creative word. That's why his word can't return void. If God said he's going to save your family, that's a verb if he said he's going to bless you that's a verb if you're waiting on the word from God you got a verb and it shall it shall it shall come to pass give him praise in this house I feel the Holy Ghost stirring in this place right now. I got a verb that my children are going to be saved and my children are going to serve the Lord. I got a verb that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. I got a verb that I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus and I don't care what comes against me. The verb shall come to pass. Give them praise in this house like you believe it. I feel the Holy Ghost stirring up in this house right now. When church would good, good like this, when I was growing up, every Pentecostal would get a little handkerchief out, and you, you remember what we used to do. Not my dad, not because we're Latino. My dad would take his jacket off, and he'd start. And I'd say, "Daddy, why are you doing that? That's embarrassing the visitors." He said, Twa, "He said Tony, have you ever seen when the airplane's about to land, and there's a man on the tarmac showing the airplane when they land?" He said, "When the Holy Ghost decides to pour out its blessing, I want the Holy Ghost to know where to." Holy Spirit of the living God pour out your miracle pour out your blessing on this church right now give them a shout of praise I am trying to be good this is a dedication service Lazarus had a verb. When you receive a word from the Lord, you receive a living, breathing object. It is alive forevermore. It cannot return void. The earth can pass away, but his word remains the same forever because it is alive. That's why when there was nothing, God spoke and something out of nothing because he spoke and that's the kind of power that you have when you get a word you can say Suarez I don't see God doing nothing but something can come out of nothing if you have a verb from the Lord you can say I don't see my next job I don't see my ne- I don't see what God's about to do but if you have a word from God you cling to that word you hold on to that word you don't look. you don't trade that word and go look for another word you hold on to that word because surely That word shall come to pass We lose our faith Between the receiving of the word And the fulfillment of the word Because we don't think God's doing anything there Jesus spoke and then you know what he did? Nothing He spoke and he didn't move And if I could be very honest with you That's about the story of my life I get a word and I see nothing. And it's there that we see if you really believe what you say, you believe. Because it's in the nothings that God is up to something. Hallelujah. Who am I talking to right now? Because when you see nothing, what's actually happening is that the word has gone to work for you. And that word will go ahead of you. And it's slaying giants. And it's removing obstacles. And that word is just clearing and cleaning a space and making a path. And one day all you're going to do is you step in from inception to fulfillment. It's like you go from supernatural time to word to fulfillment. But the word has been at work for you. Lazarus was in a tomb. But the word was was working for him I don't know what you're living through right now but the word is working for you I'm trying to and after some days Jesus comes and when he comes nobody says behold he comes riding on a clap nobody says he's an old time God yes he is he shows up and Martha la hermana Martha she goes you late she had a little bit of attitude on her she said if you'd have been here he wouldn't have died and he, in my head Jesus said I'm here if all it takes is me being here for him not to be dead ta-da and he says, Martha, your brother shall live again. And she doesn't say, amen, bishop. She says, oh, I know, I know. Eyes rolling, I know. One day in the resurrection. That's why I think she is Dominican. Yo sé un día la resurrección. She had a little bit of attitude on her. One day, I know it's going to happen. One day. And Jesus says, "Uh, uh, Martha, see, I'm not supposed to be telling everybody yet, but I am the resurrection and the life see what you say is going to happen one day is about to happen today because I just showed up here and God told me to tell Inspire Church that something you've been believing for to happen one day or someday God said I'm about to do it today because I've shown up in your midst and I've shown up in this house so God said I'm taking all of your expectation and I'm about to baptize it into your and make it your reality right now somebody give him praise for his word something you thought was going to happen whoo, I hear that Hammond organ. I feel at home right now. Something you thought was going to happen one day is about to happen today. Your healing is in this house. Your miracle is in this house. Your deliverance is in this house. Somebody shout today. Somebody shout it again today. What you thought was going to happen one day is going to happen today because the word of God shall come to pass. Give them Praise. Someday is about to turn into today. So Jesus says, where did you push him? Where did you place him? And when he found the grave, he said, move the stone. And Martha spoke up one more time. And she said, enough is enough that boy is too dead that boy has been dead now for several days I know I asked you to do a miracle but I no longer believe that you can do what I asked you to do proving that Martha had faith to ask but Martha didn't have faith receive but how many know that it is written that those that wait upon the lord shall renew their? Tr- you gotta learn how to wait on the lord you gotta know how to wait on the fulfillment of the word of the lord you gotta know how to trust that if he said it it shall it shall Come to pass. If your children have been dedicated to the presence of God there's a covenant between them and God. It is written as for me and my house we shall serve the Lord this is a blood bought Jesus sanctified bloodline and I come against every addiction to drugs and alcohol. I come against every addiction to pornography and sin and I declare my children shall serve the Lord because it is written to be able to look at your trial and your calamity and remember what God said even though your circumstance hasn't changed because the word of God will sustain you and the word of God will protect you when Lazarus was running out of life all he had was the word it is written this sickness is not unto death but to the glory of God when Jesus was being tempted in a desert all he had was a word from the father and when the devil came against him he said it is written and when the The devil came again. He said it written and Jesus told us in his word that the things that I do so shall you and things greater than these so if Jesus could respond to hell with the word of God so can you when the devil rises up against you say devil it is written when your children aren't living right say it is written when you're fighting a health battle say it is when your money isn't right it is written somebody shout it is written Jesus said remove that stone when the stone was moved he said Lazarus come forth now I know a little bit about I'm not a scientist I'm not super educated but I know this I know that when you die, the cadaver begins to disintegrate. And I know that insects like to get in there and they like to start eating at the body. And I know that rodents like to eat the insects that eat the flesh off of the body. And I know that birds like to eat the rats that eat the insects that eat the flesh off of the body. But Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. When Lazarus came out, he wasn't missing a leg. He wasn't missing an arm. He wasn't missing an eyeball. When he came, this is my opinion. I didn't say it's in scripture, but it's in my opinion. When Jesus Jesus said, Lazarus, come forth. I think there was a bird flying that had some indigestion and had to spit out the rodent, and the rodent had to spit out the insect, and the insect had to spit out the flesh because everything that was taken from Lazarus had to be given back. Who am I prophesying? Who am I prophesying to right now? Who am I prophesying to in this house? Everything. Somebody shout, Everything. Everything the enemy has taken from you, hell's gotta spit it out. Hell's gotta spit it out. You're about to get back your children, get back your marriage, get back your money. So when Lazarus came out. Lazarus went in a sick man He came out a healthy man And I'm telling you You're not coming out of this the way you went in You went in fighting You're going to come out of victor You went in poor You're going to come out with abundance You went in sick But you're going to come out healed You went in defeated You're coming out victorious You're coming out better Than the way you went in jesus said jesus said are you playing the same thing i'm preaching okay jesus said lazarus come forth and lazarus came hopping still looking like what he used to be but there's one important promise beyond the resurrection there's something else jesus said and it's a word that god told me to speak over you after he came out jesus said loose him and let him go because he still looks like he's dead he's still dressed in grave clothes but loose him and let him go because not only am i healing him i'm changing his identity i'm changing everything No longer will he be known as Lazarus the dead man he'll be known as Lazarus the resurrected man, so loose him, lose him, lose him. I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus that God has done great things with this house. He's done mighty things with this ministry, but the Lord says, I'm changing your name, I'm changing your identity, for behold, I am about to do a new things as a spirit of Almighty God, and come la stay standing because i'm coming to a close i was getting ready to preach for you and god took me to the book of isaiah chapter 43 where he reminded israel of every good thing he had ever done he said you remember pharaoh You remember the Red Sea. You remember I did this. And I did that. And they start taking a stroll down memory lane. Yeah, man, I remember. I remember. I remember. They they sing that old song. When I look back over my life and I think things over, I can truly. I see I'm Pentecostal. I've been blessed. I've got a testimony. I mean, that's what they're singing right now. I mean, God's showing them everything. And God says, you like that? You like that? You like that thing I did there? You like what I did 10 years ago with your marriage? You like how you were preaching to it? You remember all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget it. Huh? You just took me on a stroll down memory lane and now you say, forget it? You're celebrating past, present, and future tonight. This word is for you. When God said, forget it, he didn't mean punt it into the sea of forgetfulness and never bring it back up. What he means is don't dwell on it don't let nostalgia become your place of habitation don't let a memorial turn into an idol where you don't know how to move beyond you can't be so consumed with what he did yesterday that you missed the move of God today that's going to propel you into your tomorrow so I'm speaking to Lazarus today God told me to tell you that he's changing your clothes he's changing your identity he's changing your name because I the Lord am about to do a new thing and it's right now give him praise for his word if you'll stay standing with me i'll close in two minutes some of you shot up too fast you're like oh thank god let's get out of here it's single to my i don't want to lose mr fajita sale let's get out I didn't talk about this in the first service and I don't even know if I should get into it now, but I feel to speak it, so. Three years ago, I lived in your city for three months. My first wife was battling leukemia and ultimately passed away. She was 33 years old. We have three babies, three babies. I've been their dad and their mom for the last three years. We walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I got remarried this past December and the person that God sent to me She also, we're the same age, we're both 39. She lost her husband to cancer. When God decided to do a new thing in my life, God knew exactly what I needed. He knew exactly how to heal my pain. And I didn't have to manipulate a situation to align with the word of God. I learned that when you walk in the perfect will of God, you don't have to stretch, you don't have to manipulate. You can just walk and God will order every step of the way. Someday in the future, I'll bring Gina with me and we'll tell a story of, of everything God did and what it meant to us. But I said all of that to tell you, after Jessica passed away, I went to preach in Asia just two months after she passed away. And I was in Asia and I told the story. I told about how God had been good to me. God had blessed me I, I, on Jessica's deathbed. My babies went up to the deathbed. And they said, Mommy, here at MD Anderson, Mommy, we, we want you to come home, but we don't want you to have cancer anymore. And daddy says, there's no cancer in heaven. So if you have to go to heaven, it's okay. As long as you're not sick anymore, mommy. My son was 11 years old when he said that to his mom. He said, mommy, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to obey my dad. He forgets he said it, but I heard it. He said, I heard it. He said, I'm going to make you proud. And he said, and if daddy gives me permission, I'm going to be baptized at your funeral because I want you to see me get baptized. And at her funeral, and, 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 and he walked out of there. He turned into a little Pentecostal evangelist for He's a baseball player, but he got his little brother and his little sister, and he said, mommy wanted to see us get baptized. I'm getting baptized. You need to get baptized. You need to get baptized. You need the Holy Ghost. You really need the Holy Ghost. And at her funeral, in the presence of God and in the presence of their mother, all three of those beautiful babies were baptized for the remission of their sins. And when my youngest came out of the water, he didn't come out speaking English. He didn't come out speaking Spanish. He came out speaking in other tongues as the Holy Ghost baptized them. Because the Comforter, the Comforter came in our time of trial. Our worst day, Bishop turned into our best day because i buried her in the ground but i buried them in the waters of baptism this symbolized sickness this symbolized healing this symbolized death this symbolized new life this symbolized depression this symbolized joy and it was that day that i could say like the writer said death where is thy sting and grave where is thy victory You thought it was going to steal our joy. Leukemia, you thought it was going to steal our fire. Leukemia, you picked on the wrong family. You provoked us to believe for more. You provoked us to declare that he's still good anyhow. You provoked us. I didn't release this first word in the first service, but I feel like I have to do it now. I went to Asia and I told that story. And I met a bishop from the underground church in China And he showed me a video on his phone He said, Pastor, I want to I show you I want to show you a video And he showed me a video of hundreds Hundreds of Chinese believers Sitting On their hands Brother, come here real quick Just hold my mic Jump up here He did it He did it He did it What? What's that? Name His name is Tony too. What? Okay, all right. They're sitting on their hands doing this. Don't let me fall, Brother Tony. They're doing, well, actually, if you push, I'm going to go down. So you got to hold me on the front here. Let I me mean, just like put, to the, yeah. So they're, they're rocking back and forth. He said, we have to have them sit on their hands. Because if they don't sit on their hands, the spirit comes on them and they begin to clap. And the government authorities know that they're in here. So we make them sit on their hands so that they don't make too much noise. He said they can only worship at a whisper level. I watched this. Stand back, brother Tony, a little bit. I watched as these people, it was the loudest praise I've ever heard. It was the most passionate praise I've ever heard. As I watched them rock back and forth on their hands and worship. That's all they can say. And they did it knowing that they could be persecuted. They could be arrested, but they did it. They did it anyhow. And they rocked back and forth rock back and forth. He said, that's the loudest praise that they can give God. He said, now, Brother Tony, I want you to go back to the United States. He said, I heard your testimony. I heard everything you've lost. I heard everything you went through. He said, but I want you to go back to the United States and I want you to sing like you've never sang. I want you to dance like you've never danced. I want you to worship like you never worship simply because of one reason. He said, do you know why that is? I said, no. He said, because you can. He said, they can't, but you can. Your wife can't, but you can. I don't know who I'm talking to right now but you ought to give God praise because you can you ought to shout because you can you ought to because you can I know hell rose up against you but you're still here so shout because you can sing Prophesy because you can, worship because you can, give because you can, prophesy because you can, through the power of the word of God. Wooo! there is a mighty move of the Holy Ghost in this place I'm getting drunk right now if you need if you need a miracle his it's overwhelming. If you need a miracle, get in this altar right now. I'm not even going to count. Get in this altar right now. His presence is here. His presence is here. His presence is here. Hallelujah. 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 Come and just stand in His presence. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah that we stand in awe of your presence in reverence of your glory and thankful for your word we feel your manifest presence here and we know that anything and everything is possible because you're here right now I thank you for the new thing that you're doing at Inspired Church I thank you for the word that's being fulfilled. I thank you that we can obey the word because we can. There's others that can't, but we can. We can worship. We can shout. We can worship. I thank you that I live in a country where there is religious liberty. And Father, I ask that you would raise up a hedge of protection against any force that would ever try to rob this country of its religious liberty. We push back against it with our prayers and we push back against it with our vote because we know the sovereignty of our God and our King. Hallelujah. There's an old song. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are awesome in this place, Abba Father. You are worthy of our praise. To you our lives we raise. You are awesome in this place, my. You are awesome, awesome in this place Mighty God. God You are awesome in this place Father, Father You are worthy, worthy of all praise To you our lives we raise You are awesome i'm a guest i've never been here before i don't know all of your protocol but i believe we're in the midst of a sovereign move of god and i believe that he is here to heal you deliver you and touch you you say suarez you said your wife died from cancer you still believe i'm making my boast in the Lord. In the last three years, I have seen more people healed in the last three years than I did in 18 years of ministry prior to her passing away because we didn't stop believing and we didn't stop preaching and we passed the test. And I'm here to tell you today, there's no cancer in this room. There's no diabetes in this room. There's no blood condition in this room that God could not heal right now there's no financial situation there's no immigration battle there's nothing in the courts that you're fighting right now that one touch of the favor of God can't solve right now I was preaching in San Jose California and I spoke a word about finances and a lady came forward and she gave a $40 offering that's all she had that's all she gave she came back the next night I've never ladies and gentlemen I've, I, I can be cynical like the rest of you like some of us can I'm not I've never in my life experienced any like it. She came back the next night crying. She was going crazy. She said I gave my $40 and she said I only had $46. And so I went to the ATM to make sure that I wasn't going to bounce a check. And when I got there, the ATM said I the ATM said I had $40,046. She said I knew it was wrong. That couldn't be right. I went and asked the personal banker the, 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 the ATM and they said yes ma'am you received a wire transfer for $40,000. It looks like you won some kind of a lawsuit or did you have a court case? She said I've been fighting for some unpaid child support but I've been fighting for that for nine years and the courts have they've never been able to release the money and they said well how much is it supposed to be? She said well it's supposed to be $40,000 but I don't think that money can be mine so she called the lawyer. The lawyer said well Nobody told me they're going to release the money. Let me call the court. They called the court. The court said, you know, the judge that was overseeing the case, the judge inadvertently, unexpectedly retired. And all of the cases, that he, all of them had been settled. And we've given that lady her $40,000. i have never seen anything like that. I've never in my life. Let me tell you why I tell you that. Because our human tendency is to say, man, I wish I could get something like that. And then we get jealous. A a mentor in my life, an apostolic mother, her name is Bishop Ann Jimenez. She said, Tony, when you see someone get blessed, don't get jealous. Because God doesn't bless jealousy. She said, you do two things. You say, thank you, Jesus, because he blesses gratitude. She says, and then you say, me too, Lord. Because if he blessed your brother, he'll bless you as well. Same father, same gold, same silver, same family so i want to pray over you right now i want to pray for your healing i want to pray for your blessing because i believe god's about to move would you raise your hands by the authority of the word of god by the power that's in the mighty name of the lord jesus christ i take authority over sin sickness and disease strife anger division rebellion depression I take authority over leukemia, glaucoma. I take authority over any type of cancer that's attacking and affecting your body. To that person that needs healing in the right hip move it right now and feel as God sets you free right now to any, any situation any need, every financial need, I speak the blessing of almighty God, I declare that he is the ca- He is the owner of the cattle on a thousand hills and all the gold and the silvers in his hands I prophesy a transfer of wealth to you today, I speak healing over you, deliverance over you, and as I raise my voice, when I shout the word now I want you to lift your voice and watch healing come, receive your miracle. Miracle, receive your blessing. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it now. Yeah. Watch God move. Watch God move. Watch God move right now. Watch God Father, fulfill your word. Touch it. Do it now, Jesus. Do it now, Jesus. Set the sinner free. Bring healing right now, Jesus. Right now, Jesus. Right now, Jesus. Oh, I feel it, brother. I feel it. It's an anointing. It's been stirring since this morning. I feel like i could give some instruction i told you there is a visitation of the holy ghost in this house ushers ministers pastors get ready because god's about to bombard this house with this glory i'm gonna pray one more time you get it all here we go in the name of jesus receive it now in the name of jesus of nazareth i speak blessing i speak blessing oh it's here it's here it's here it's here right now god's moving he's moving he's moving he's setting the captive free he's moving in this house he's moving Let it be like fire. Woo. Hey, Jesus. Fire on your life in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. There's an anointing, there's an anointing in this place. I'll turn it to you right now it is written these signs shall follow them that believe I can't get to everybody but if you're a believer it is written these signs shall follow you I don't mean to make it awkward I don't mean to make it weird so you don't have to participate if you don't want to but why don't you take your neighbor by the hand and look them in the eyeball right now and tell them I'm a believer signs and wonders follow me it's a good thing you're standing by me because miracles follow me now i'm about to i'm about to release you to pray over that person and you watch it's going to be like electricity when you pray for them they're gonna get their miracle and you're gonna get your miracle and god's gonna do this right now tell that person here we go in the name of jesus such as i have give i unto you in jesus name Be healed. Receive your miracle. Now.